Beloved, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, peace be unto you wherever you are listening to me under the sound of my voice. I want us to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we acknowledge your presence and your power and your spirit with us. We are grateful for your mercy and your grace. We are grateful for your goodness that you have shown us many kinds and these years of your goodness and your mercies we bless you. We come once again with the voice of the watchman and we pray spirit of the living God to brood over us and give us understanding. The entrance of your word the Bible said give it for light and give it understanding unto the simple. We pray that even as we enter into your word give us understanding and grant us light. Oh, that we may receive illumination, that you will illuminate the eyes of our understanding through your word in these trying times like this, that you will increase our faith one more time. We thank you. We come against resistance in the name of Jesus, and we declare no limit to your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Wherever you are listening to me under the sound of my voice, I extend the peace of God unto you one more time. And I would like to acknowledge my very good friend, my very good brother, a senior brother in the Lord, a bishop, a teacher of the word of God, who teaches the word of God unadulteratedly in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Um, Elder Nahmopokukisi, the bishop, uh, you know, it's been quite some time now since we met, but uh, God bless you for giving me this opportunity to come uh, your way this evening. To the people of God, you are such a blessing to the body of Christ. And we are very anointed, of course. Yeah, we are very good friends on the days of campus and uh, still been in touch. Yes, it's been a long time since you know, we met, but uh, I believe there is no limit in the realms of the spirit. Thank you one more time. I, 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 I appreciate this opportunity and thank you very much for giving me this opportunity once again. And I would like you, wherever you are, to join your faith with me and let's celebrate the man of God, the bishop of the time, the bishop of the nations, and the teacher of the word of God, Elder Nahmopoku Kisi. God bless you for the good work done and what the Lord is using you to do across the nations of the world. And God bless you very much. Um, I might not have a title for the message this evening, but I hope and I believe. That at the end of this message, you will have a title for it. Yeah, you have a title for it. Very so quickly, because we have a limited time, quickly let us look into the word of God. That in these trying times, you know, from the gospel according to St. Matthew, the 24th chapter, and the 12th and the 13th verse. Matthew chapter 24, 12 and 13. I am coming your way to remind you of one thing, uh, to make an announcement and a pronouncement and a proclamation. Uh, I know you are a child of God. In case you have forgotten, I come here and the sound of my voice with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to keep you into remembrance and to bring you into remembrance of one thing and one event. You know what is happening in the world? A whole lot of people are losing their faith. Christians are speaking as if they've never been to church before, as if they don't know what the Bible talks about these trying times. Christians are speaking out of ignorance and the devil is killing them out of ignorance. And in such a time like this, you and I cannot afford to be ignorant of the times we live in. 
Because being ignorant of the times we live in is a luxury that one cannot afford. And that is why all of us need to keep ourselves in remembrance of the faith. 1 John 3, 3 said, They that have this hope in him purifies themselves even as he is pure. A whole lot of Christians and believers across the world, across the globe, have changed their profession. But the book of Hebrews tells us that we should hold fast to the profession of our faith. And therefore, I am coming away just with remember I'm not coming to preach. And I'm not here to preach. I'm here to remind you of one thing, one great event. Looking at the event of this coronavirus issue that has plagued this world and is still plaguing the world, brought powerful nations on their knees. Brought powerful men, the so-called politicians and whatever, onto their knees. Stadiums are empty and the streets of nations are empty. People are dying like flies. People are afraid. And it tells us one thing and it should, you know, it is, it is, it is um, pre-events of the greatest events the world has never experienced before. And that is the flight of rapture. It should tell us if a virus is bringing world, the world on its knees, bringing powerful men on its knees, the so-called financial moguls, powerful nations, political parties, and political ambitions on their knees. They tell you how the world will look like after the rapture. It will tell you how this world is going to look like after the rapture. And you and I cannot afford to remain on the earth after the flight of the rapture. And that is why it is important for us to examine ourselves daily and examine our motives for which we do things, our motive for which we even preach to people and to preach to souls, our motive for doing what we are doing. It is very important for us to evaluate ourselves. So that on that day, Paul said, I subject my body, I put my body under subjection. Amplified Bible said, I handle my body roughly. So that after I have preached to people, I myself will not be divinely disapproved. Matthew chapter 24, verse 12 and 13. The Bible said, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But they that shall endure to the end shall be given the crown of life. This was when Jesus was in the temple when the disciples came to him and asked him a question to tell them the signs of the end of the world. What will happen for them to see? Because Jesus said when he will come, he himself does not know. It is only the father that knows. So if Jesus had knew the time, the disciples would have asked him that, tell us when you will come. But because he did not know, they asked him, tell us, what shall precede, what are the signs that will precede your coming? So that we may look at those signs and will get ready for your coming. And Jesus began saying a whole lot of things that, take heed that you are not being deceived and 
and then when he got to the 12 verse he said because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold the love of many shall wax cold and we are in such an era and such a time where the love of many christians and believers have been waxed cold many have grown cold in their faith towards god they have changed their profession as i said earlier toward the things of god how passionate they are to the, to the things of god that passion is no more my brother my sister who used to be on your knees to pray for hours now that passion is no more you used to go on dawn broadcasting and evangelize to souls but that person is no more because you are too much addicted to WhatsApp. You wake up in the morning, the first thing you look at is your WhatsApp. All of us have fallen, have, have, have in one way or the other, fallen victims to this thing. You wake up in the morning, the first thing you hear is the news, the BBC. You have forgotten that you were a Christian and you are a carrier of the gospel of Christ. You are a carrier of the finished work on the cross unto nations. You have turned yourself into a journalist broadcasting news about COVID-19. You are a preacher of COVID-19 than a preacher of the word of God. Because iniquity shall abound. Today, even when you are asleep in your room, when you are saying, I don't want any trouble, iniquity is even chasing you in your room. On your mobile phone, you get to the internet, iniquity is chasing you there. It's like you don't have a choice. We are living in trying times. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. We are in an era even where in the church, sex, fornication, has become normal but let me tell you listen the world might be successful in legalizing and normalizing that which is iniquity that which is abominable to god but don't forget second timothy 2 19 the foundation of god standard sure having this seal the lord knoweth those who are his it is having a seal. The Lord knows. Let me tell you, the principles of God were laid down before the foundations of this world. And no man born of a woman can ever change the principles of God. Sin is sin. We are living in a world and people think they can do everything they want because after all, it is their life. Brother, you don't owe your life. You are a steward of this time. We are on a journey. A day will come. It might be your turn. When you hear things about the rapture, you don't seem to believe it. You think they are telling you stories. My brother, my sister, if we can tell you, be blessed, and you respond amen without even thinking about where the blessing is coming from. We say receive, and you jump and receive in the name of Jesus without even knowing when the receiving is coming from that one you believe it when you say you will go to, you you will be receiving american visa you will travel to america by prophecy you receive you believe that one but when we tell you about the rapture you don't seem be, you seem to struggle with the rapture my brother my sister but whether you like it or not it is not going to change this greatest event 
that will ever hit the face of this world. When the church is being taken away from this earth, you can decide to idealize and to logicalize it by your so-called philosophy and logic and psychology. You want to psychologicalize God. Let me tell you, even if Jesus does not come, you will go and meet him. One day, it will be your turn to go home. One day, it will be my turn to be called home. It does not matter how long we live. Even if we live to 2,000 years, one day, it will be our turn. Where we shall return to our maker and go and render an account to him for what we did with our time on earth. With the bottles God has given you, with the beauty God has given you, think you are so beautiful and anointed. You can decide to do anything you like. Because iniquity shall abound. Today, side chicks have become so normal. And you see Christian ladies, Christian women who have been to the university to attain a degree. I don't know whether they went to learn what you call a side chick. And they accept it to be a side chick. And they are not ashamed of themselves. It has become normal. The society frowns on it no more. Pastors don't preach about it anymore. And they sleep over and sleep around in the church like any, anyhow. Yeah, my brother, my sister, a day is coming. A day of reckoning and a day of accountability. James chapter 1 verse 12. What did the Bible say? James chapter 1 verse 12. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man that endured temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. You think the crown of life is given to anybody like that? At times I sit down and I ask myself, so is it so am I going to the same heaven to receive the same crown that Paul, Peter, the apostles, and, and the, the men of old also struggled for? Am I going to be in the same place with them? Looking at the thing they had to go through. Many of us, we think coming to Christianity is a luxury. Just like you come to Christianity, you serve God, you get an American visa, being a latest car, the luxurious car, that we think that is all. So we have even forgotten about suffering. But we have one, as part of the baptism, we have one of them called the baptism of suffering. And the church has been silent on that thing. And today we see, we think that when people go through suffering, we think it is the witch, it is the wizard, it is, it, it, is, it is from the devil. Hey, my brother, my sister, suffering is part of the journey. He that shall endure temptation. It means that as long as you are Christian and you live in this world, temptations will follow you. They may come your way. They will come. But it is he that endure to him when he is tried. The Bible said, our work shall be tried by fire. You and I, you think you are doing it so big, making it big, being successful in this world. Oh, on that day, you and I, our work will be tried by fire. And it is at that time, we will realize whether we came to fulfill the master's business or we came to do our own thing. Brother, my sister, God gave you that beauty for his purpose. God gave you that handsomeness for his purpose. God gave you that strength for his purpose. Because iniquity shall abound the love of many. As your love towards God 
was cold. It is not too late for you to return to the master. By day that shall endure to the end, they shall be given the crown of life. The crown of life, just as an athlete ran a race, until you have completed your race, there is no reward for you. So don't think you started the race so you can decide to end, you know, along the way. So when you end along the way, along the road, you know, you can be given a crown of life. No, the rule and the principle is that they... That's a endure to the end. They that can carry, they that can run the race to the end. The apostle Paul said, I have run the race. I have kept the faith. The faith. Sorry. I have run the race. I have kept the faith. I have fought the good fight. Now is laid out for me the crown of glory, which the Lord. He did not say, I was in the middle. He said, I have run. I have finished the course. Don't be like the only monkey. My brother, my sister, a day is coming. That rapture will come very soon. Everything point is pointing us towards one direction. That the rapture, we are nearer than when we first believed. But it is not too late. There is no repentance in the place of the dead. There is only repentance for you as you are hearing my voice now. As long as you still have breath in your nostrils, that is only when repentance is available for you and I. Let us not let it to be too late for us to repent. This is the time for us. That if you have anything to do, to do for God, if you have anything to repent of, this is the time. You might be called home tomorrow. It does not matter what kills you. Even if it is a witch that kills you, you are dead. You can never come back again. And you go and meet your God. You go and meet your maker. The Bible says all of us shall appear before the judgment seat of Christ. I am just remembering you of this event that is going to take place. And it is the only flight to heaven. It is the only flight. You can decide to go to Kumasi or go to Accra. There are a lot of flights. So you can decide to sit down and eat your wache and your fufu and whatever. And leave any time because there will always be a car. But this one, there is only one flight. There is no other flight. There is no other alternative. The only flight is the flight of rapture. And it will be terrible for the unrepentant and for the unbeliever. It will be terrible. My goodness. I am admonishing you and charging you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that wherever you are, if you are not born again, receive Jesus. Allow Jesus, invite Jesus into your life. If you are struggling with things, iniquity, if iniquity has made you has made your, your, your love for God to wax cold. It is not too late. Get back to God. What are you saying? What I am saying is that I pray for you. That may the Lord tear up your love for him. If your love has been worse cold, may the Lord, may you receive the heat of the Holy Ghost. May your love for God be stirred up. I command a stirring of the love of God in you. May the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine on you. Until we meet again, stay blessed. God bless you. Amen.